the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Let's not, uh, let's not waste a lot of time on the city of Chicago that is devolving into a third world despotic hellhole. I didn't know the, the, the mayor could sign executive orders on, the, on her last day in office. Did you know this, Squirrel? Who the hell knew? It is truly a third world dictatorship. Um, but this is okay because the Democrats like it this way. In fact, there's a Democrat professor. Named Dick Simpson. I think this he's from the Little Dick uh, Durbin family. But Dick Simpson says the city is much better than when Lori Lightfoot came into office. Wrong. She will uh, be remembered as one of the really good, effective mayors that changed the direction of Chicago politics and Chicago government. This is as they swear in an avowed Marxist, socialist, collectivist fraud from nowhere. His big claim to fame is that he was an ass barnacle on Grady Preckwinkle, also known as Tony Preckwinkle. That's his big claim to fame. Raise your right hand and repeat after me, inserting your name at the appropriate time. I, and state your name. I, Brandon Johnson. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. Well, see, socialists cannot support the Constitution of the United States. It's not constitutional to be a socialist or a Marxist or a crook or a crook county ass barnacle fraud, which is really what you are. So now Dick Simpson says, I think that um, Lori Lightfoot will be remembered for three great achievements. One. What is, what is the one? Do you have one achievement? Uh, it doesn't matter. That's what makes this guy look so good. And the Constitution of the State of Illinois. And the Constitution of the State of Illinois. And that I will. That I will. Faithfully discharge the duties. Faithfully discharge the duties. The office of mayor. The office of mayor. Of the city of Chicago. City of Chicago. According to the best of my ability. According to the best of my abilities. <clears throat> you lie. Dick says, um. The three things she'll be remembered for is ending aldermanic privilege and bringing corruption down at City Hall. Yes, in fact, when I think of Chicago City Hall, I think of the lack of corruption and, and, and who solved it. It's clearly Lori Lightfoot. And she received the $5,000 a plate fundraiser from the Winnetka developer that is also the lead bidder on the Bally. Is it, is it the Bally or, or was it some more inside baseball that goes to the variety of 
Chicago scumbags. And how is it going in Chicago? Good morning. At least one of these robberies was captured on video. Ten armed robberies within a 30-minute period on the northwest side. And Chicago police believe the same group of robbers was behind all of them. Simpson also says she'll be remembered for refocusing the city's lens on the issues relating to equality and inclusion. Well, here you go, Lincoln Park. You're included. One of the robberies happened at about 7.40 Sunday morning on Dickens near Kildare Avenue. The organization Belmont Cragen United provided us with this video. Police say four robbers got out of a gray Hyundai Elantra armed with semi-automatic handguns. They They didn't hear about the city's gun laws. Didn't, don't you speak to the gangster disciples or whatever moron street gang these idiots are a member of? Is this the equality? I think this sounds like equality. I don't remember this happening before Lori Lightfoot in all of these neighborhoods. Do you? I don't remember it. Walked up to their victims and demanded their belongings. Police described the same circumstances in all of the cases. The crime spree started at 720 a.m. at North Avenue. The city is much, much better than when Lori Lightfoot came to office says Dick Simpson. Uh, She will be remembered as one of the really good, effective mayors that changed the direction of Chicago politics and Chicago government. And he is a professor at UIC, which means if you got a diploma from UIC, it's worth guts on ghoul, because this moron couldn't be more wrong. And Springfield, police and their community alert say the suspects were 18 to 25 years old. They wore black hooded sweatshirts and uh, they're CPS honor students, just like the rest of them. In the meantime, this is what she'll be a footnote to the footnote of the politicians that destroyed America. And as you listen to them, I was reminded way back when the 70s when rejected communists, they still had communists that run. I believe this is who the CIA director uh, voted for. He was an admitted communist too, uh, Brennan, under Obama. Boy, Obama, Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, Brandon Johnson, Saul Alinsky. All seems to be a thing. Well, here's a communist from the 70s. See if you uh, have heard these speeches and these demands before. This is a paid political announcement. Here is Gus Hall, Communist Party candidate for president. I speak to you as a working man, a former lumberjack and steel worker. My running mate, Jarvis Tyner, is also a worker. We are the only presidential candidates who know what it means to work for a living, to feel the lash of speed up, the fear of layoff, and the agonizing frustration of trying to stretch the paycheck to make things meet. I know, Squirrel, it's like every Democrat today. I understand, but this was a communist, and we were still sending hundreds of thousands of boys to die fighting communism that really grew here since, uh, what's his name, Gus Hall? an admitted communist, before they morphed into the Democrat Party. So from Chicago to Washington, D.C., listen to how he sounds. The growing problem for most Americans is how to make the bread and butter ends meet. Taxes keep rising, food costs, education and rents are zooming beyond the reach of millions of our citizens. Jobs are not available. The overall trend in our land is for the already fabulously rich to get even richer. And the already poor to get even poorer. I think he says the loopholes. system of taxation has always favored the rich. But with each year, it becomes even more so. 40% of workers' wages now goes for paying taxes. Hey, Gus, it's still the same thing, dummy. What if he says loopholes? All right, you give me $5? All right, get your money out. 
while last year 37% of all corporations paid no taxes at all. Same thing. Families who are forced to live below the poverty level last year paid $8 billion in taxes, while 200 rich individuals whose incomes were over a million dollars each and 400 individuals who made over 200000 each. Boy, boy, Gus. You think he would have figured out that soon aldermen and mayor of these crooked cities would make this kind of money? Progress. That's real progress. Did not pay any taxes at all. There are no tax loopholes for the oh, people. Five dollars. But the rich individuals and the big corporations in 1971 stole over $100 billion by way of tax loopholes. Ten dollars. By the way, this is when it started. There's a reason I played this communist rat bastard. May he burn in hell. This is when it started to be considered theft for you to demand to keep your own money. You see these sloths, these welfare roaches, these pre-Democrats called communists. They don't want to keep their own money. They want to take everyone else's. There is no such thing as a loophole to keep your money. There is the abuse of extortion by the federal government to take it. But see, Gus Hall wasn't rejected. He was embraced, particularly by the Brandon Johnsons out there. Which is why, don't get excited about this dimwit's new term. He'll just progressively get worse. That's all they do is fail. Our program calls for no taxes of any kind, no sales tax, no payroll tax, no property tax, on any family making less than $15,000 a year. But if you work hard and you make above whatever this communist red bastard says you should make, then we're going to take it all. See, this is really the philosophy of the communists back then, but now it's the philosophy of the Democrats right now. And they're nervous because we're 539 days away from an election. Do you understand how far in the future that is? And you look at any of the Sunday shows, any of them, are they talking about the current circumstances of this country as we stand on the precipice of World War III and you could point in a direction and that's an enemy? As you sit here today, more countries are de-dollarizing openly than they tried to in the last 70 years quietly. They are openly hostile to the American empire, the failing American empire. Not because it doesn't work, but because it's corrupted. And see, that's what is at stake. You think it's an election in 2024? You're wrong. Are you going to consider down the path of this neo-communism? This economic feudalism that was practiced by every moron that destroyed every country. Or are we going to go back to maybe a respite against collectivism? That's why Meet the Press is very, very nervous. 539 days away from an election, which I think is fixed anyway. This Sunday, party boss. Donald Trump previews his vision for a second term, an agenda that proved divisive with swing voters in 2022. Now, I want you to keep in mind, Squirrel, yesterday, Mother's Day, the Dow Jones closed 300 points lower than it did in 2022. Economic chaos. Banks are teetering on the brink of destruction. We have military conflicts all over the world. And in the same week, in Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Syria, enemies of this country, all led by China and Russia, including India, had a meeting and signed agreements in Moscow. And this is the leading, you could argue, the leading Sunday show. And this is what they're talking about. This is the whole show, by the way. 
Do you sign a federal abortion ban into law? Uh, what I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. After a town hall peddling election lies, promising to pardon January 6 rioters, and refusing to pick sides in the war in Ukraine, his 2024 rivals remain largely silent. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. As- see, that's kind of important. Everybody to stop that. But see, Donald Trump was a threat to the duopoly of corruption. And never forget, F. Chuck Todd's wife is a liaison, a lobbyist whore. And there were tens of millions of dollars protecting the Democrat mafia's position. That's why this show is dedicated not through informing the American people of actual news, but protecting the mafia. And by the way, his competition is starting to get aware and there was no mention of the Durham report, was there? I don't think there was. As the field of challengers grows, can any of his rivals take him on without alienating his supporters? I'll talk to former Republican Congressman Will Hurd of Texas, who's considering his own bid for president in 2024. Plus, moral compass. After a jury found Trump liable for sexual abuse, his opponent... No, no, no. He's liable for defamation, you bald moron. You're not fooling anybody with that comb over. He was liable for defamation, which is on its face extremely hard to prove from some nitwit who named her cat vagina. This is all nonsense. This is all propaganda. This is posing as news. And we understand that. But the Durham report came out today. The Durham report proved what we knew three years ago. Dare I say six years ago that Barack Obama instructed the FBI misuse the Pfizer court to spy on donald trump regardless the report is now here it has dropped and it might not have produced everything of what some republicans hoped for it it is regardless devastating to the fbi and to a degree it does exonerate donald trump that's what what's kind of newsworthy and whatever and and when you say it doesn't meet meet what every republican wanted I, i i don't really call myself a republican full time but what every american wanted was these crooks to get arrested, not elected, not stay in office. But you're going to do your best to keep the crooks right where they are, aren't you? Mostly silent. I just don't think it's where the American people are focused. Does character matter anymore for Republican primary voters? Does character matter? You've got crooks, thieves, saboteurs, and traitors. That's the Democrat Party. And I'm just focusing on the good ones. I'll ask Russell Moore, the editor-in-chief of Christianity Today. And border crisis. Hey, when, 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 hey, 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 Chuck Todd, when you're asking the guy about Christianity, ask him about killing the actual baby. Could you ask him about the rats that promote killing the baby? And the sad part is they don't even want to use their money. They want to take money from winners like me and kill the babies and pay the murderers with my money. You're going to ask the Christian guy that? Or just if he thinks that Donald Trump cheats on on his wife or the other wife or the wife before that. Should we ask him about Bill Clinton going to Epstein's Island? How about all you Democrats going to Epstein Island? 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Maybe from the next, I guess, election. For those of you who believe 81 million morons did vote for this dimwit in diapers, I personally don't. I think the fix is kind of in. 
But I do like to watch how nervous they are. You see, this kind of failure is only acceptable in these Democrat hellhole ghettos that celebrate futility by electing more Democrats. But nationally, I think they're starting to lose a little speed. As the Biden administration braces for a surge at the southern border, it's Democrats that are divided. I oppose the Biden administration plan to end Title 42. Will the president listen to his base or those close to the political center? He was riding his bicycle today. And good thing for the Biden regime of crime syndicate, he had his little helmet on. Because he's not too good at stopping the bicycle. He gets a little stuck on the stopping part. I wonder if they're going to ask him about the fact that it looks like his uh, former boss released the government on Donald Trump's campaign. And it looks like they bastardized everything from FISA to made up reports bought from spies that you did business with. Uh, now an investigation that's four years in the making, and uh, we finally have the conclusions, uh, more than 300 pages uh, released by the Justice Department. Now uh, it has now been uh, transmitted to members of Congress who also are going to want to bring John Durham in uh, to, uh, to review some of the findings. But the bottom line... That'll be after his audits. The line is this. The, uh, the investigation found uh, that the FBI failed in many, many ways, things that we already knew from a previous uh, Inspector General report. And I'll read you just a part of it, uh, uh, of John Durham's conclusion. He says, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in the report this is i did not have sexual relations with that woman easy bill you're still trying to distance yourself from your wife and nobody believes you had sex with that woman dan green oaks yeah hey sean i'm just wondering now that we know for a fact now that we've we've known all along but now that it's official that the uh this uh, russian collusion hoax was uh, was a hoax it was always a lie uh, are we going to hear from the Irish Gypsy? Is he going to give us a, a mea culpa? Is he going to admit no. that what he fell for, hook, line, and sinker, was all fraud? No, he, he can't remember why it started, and he's hoping the checks don't clear back to him. In the meantime, Dan, I, 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 you're, you're doing that thing, though, that good people do, Dan, and I don't blame you for it. You're a good person. I could tell you're looking at it as if everybody wants the same outcome. They don't. Everyone knew, especially high Ranking Democrats. Everyone knew it was a hoax. Everyone knew what it was. These are the same people who also know Donald Trump was a Democrat. Donald Trump paid them all off. Not only that, Donald Trump in 1984 stumped for the reverend of perpetual tax evasion. Chicago's very own Jesse Jackson. And now the Democrats, the party of the Klan, want you to believe Trump represents white supremacy. Stand up against the poison of white supremacy as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. First of all, Joe, most of us that support Donald Trump's policies hate white people. I can't think of a founder of the Communist Party, the Socialist Party, the Marxist Party that wasn't white. I hate those white son of dogs. I hate them all. I hate the white ones that still support them. You know, the ones that vote for you. Let's, let's, how much time do I got? Ah, this is the fastest fracking show. Are you telling me I got to go? I can't believe this. All right, I got time for Georgia and Naperville, and that's it. 
Sean, Biden's completely focused on this white supremacist boogeyman. Where does this creature exist and breed? Why aren't we getting daily updates? There hasn't been a white supremacist issue in this country for half a century, maybe more of any substance. The Klan is a bunch of morons who sleep with their cousins. I don't mean Saudis. A bunch of morons who sleep with their cousins and believe all kinds of hateful, stupid stuff. They hate everybody, by the way, the, the, including Italians. The reality is Joe Biden is using this as a diversion because it's obvious now everybody knows he's a traitor. He's bribed from enemies, foreign and domestic. Everybody knows why the Chinese communist gave his dimwit crack smoking son money because they want him to destroy America while strengthening the rest of the world. And he's delivering 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on the Sean Thompson show. But I am five sixty. The answer. AM 560. The answer. How'd you do, Squirrel? Did you have a busy day today? Yeah. I went to the cigar store, as I told everybody. Opened up, just like I told everybody. Cleaned up. Nobody showed. Nobody showed. I'll be there tomorrow and the next day as well. In the meantime, let's talk about these communist rats. You don't fool me, commies. Here's Gus Hall. When it was scandalous to be a communist. Now I believe they call it Democrats. Nixon, if re-elected, will be a lame duck president. He will not have to worry about being re-elected again, since by law, a president cannot hold office for more than two terms. As monstrous as the situation is now, four more years under Nixon will be even worse. Racism and reaction, imperialism. Racism. See how it just, the constant talking points. Now here's the modern day Democrats. Stand up against the poison. White supremacists, I did my inaugural address. See, they just took what the communists said, and they put a little turbocharge on it. It's war and aggression, poverty and exploitation. Uh All this will run rampant while the few rich families even get richer. The communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the communist ticket is a vote for the immediate end to all wars. Including uh, an Indochina. Oh, Gus, this is where they separate. The new, the new Communist Party, referring to themselves as Democrats, they like war. They steal a lot of money. And then they steal money on the rebuilding. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that. I know. It is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. There it is. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. It is a vote for free child care centers oh, and for working mothers, a six months maternity leave with. You think these idiots came up with that? No, Gus Hall came up with that bull dung way back in the 70s when this country hated communists, you know, before they voted for him. Full pay. It is a vote for free quality medical care, yeah, hospital care for all okay. who need it. All right. It is a vote for free college education sure. for all regardless of income. Yeah. We have the materials. Uh-huh. We have the manpower to build a decent home for every family. We can- Do you think these idiots that stand before you as Democrats came up with this? This is a 140-year-old philosophy. They just put the same spin on it. Only this time it's new. Vote for me and I'll set you free, you communist red bastard. Build enough schools and hospitals. Oh. We can, if we can have modern mass transit systems, we can eliminate poverty and want. We can do all this. We can provide these services only if we eliminate corporate profits 
as the kingpin on the list of priorities. Hey, 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 Gus, that's who employs you. That's the real people that make the money, not the government, Gus. You frickin' commie. Both the Republican and Democratic parties serve the drive of big business for profits. The Communist Party provides the alternative. Big government for profits. Like the modern-day Democrats. Do you really think these idiots are onto something new? Let's hear from their next big protege. Not because he's onto a good idea, but because he looks like a failed movie star. He stands tall, he's got his own hair, and he's spewing the same communist garbage. Hi, Governor. Sophia Bolag from the San Francisco Chronicle. Um, so despite the projected deficit growing, the like overall size of the budget you're proposing is actually larger than it was in January. I like how the new reporters talk like a valley girl. She has an IQ of 82. Wondering for people who might be, you know, confused as to why that is. Can you explain that and like what your thinking is behind, you know, actually kind of growing the budget despite the. Why is it these idiots all with college degrees? You know, like, you know, you deficit. Well, the, the, the revenue side of this is what it is. I mean, revenue comes in. And revenue goes out. I mean, $2.3 billion. I'll give you an example. We're putting more revenue into reserves. That's an expense. Putting revenues to pay down. No, no, no. You, you have a deficit. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is like Joe Biden. The budget payments have nothing to do with the spending budget. Oh, okay. They're not, it's all regurgitation of the same failure. They're hoping there's more morons to believe it. Long-term obligations, PERS and unfunded health care liability, that's an expense. We have a constitutional cap under Prop 2 uh, at 10%. There's about $2.3 billion of that that also now has to go to infrastructure. That's an expense. So that's how a budget sort of stacks up. It gets a little complicated. Oh, you didn't lose me anywhere, stupid. You carry Grant wannabe. What you did is, once again, reassure the observation that you're hoisted by your own failure. Once again, with all of those policies that are bankrupting California, like the ones that are bankrupting America, they're put in place by you, dummy. They're not laws. They're regulations. They're nonsense. And that's why you're constantly failing. Welcome back. Data download time. As always, the economy will be a big topic heading into 2024. And like so many issues these days, how well it is, doing depends on who you ask and whether they have a D or an R next to their name. So what is the current state of the U.S. economy? Well, the data presents a complicated picture that seems to be... It's not complicated, Chuck Todd. It is if you're trying to lie about it. 70% of Americans understand that there are bad times now and worse times coming. And then there's the actual debt problem. I don't just mean the ceiling, stupid. I mean the people living in the country. We are seeing that Americans continue to borrow even as the cost of borrowing has spiked. This report found that consumers added $148 billion of debt just in the first three months of this year alone. That's And by the way, every one of them is paying three times what they were paying prior. Now, credit cards are tricky. Depends on where your credit rating is. But there are some people now paying well above 20% and even some above 30%. The recipe for disaster. So unless you're a governor financed by Getty money in California, this is a problem. Lifting total consumer debt to just over $17 trillion. That is a fresh record high. And what's interesting is. So you've got the national debt at $32 trillion. 
You've got consumer debt at 17. Does anybody talk about commercial debt? You know, those evil companies that don't pay any taxes but employ all of you that aren't working for the Soviet Union? A lot of this debt has been piled on in just the last few years. The New York Fed report found that consumer debt since the end of 2019 is up by nearly $3 trillion. Now, what else changed since, since 2019? Oh, this dimwit in diapers pretending to be president. After being, no longer being vice president, I became a professor at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. No, no, no. You opened an office and the Chinese Communist Party bribed you through it. You didn't teach one class, stupid, and that's a good thing for the future. John Bridgeport. Real quick, um, I don't know what you hear down there, but up here we're hearing that the Bush family is sponsoring DeSantis. Is that true? And second of all, Cortez, when he jumped ship from from Trump to DeSantis, he was bought off in my opinion, but go ahead if you can answer that. I have I have not heard the the Bush family is sponsoring DeSantis, but I, I, I listen, I don't know. The Bush family is, is, is as crooked as Grand Avenue. Do I think that they would hedge their bets and pay somebody who could be in power? It's possible. Um, I don't know. I'm not excited about this new election, John. I'm not excited about 2024. I'm not going well, to fall, fall into the bit that, oh, if we back this guy or that guy, they stole the fracking election. So what do you think? They're not going to steal the next one? Absolutely, they are. There are yeah. layers upon layers upon layers of fraud that we got to fight through to try to yeah, get our I, guy in. And I think th- I think the main thing is is to reject these imbeciles whose wives are lobbyists for the Democrats and they have a Sunday show telling me what's best for the opposition party. They're not going to help you win. They're going to assure that you lose. And the thing about Trump right. and DeSantis, you, I, 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 and I mean this, I'm not willing to say I support either one of them. I'm not okay. Do you, let me ask you this, John. You see, I obviously I know where you where you are, but do, right. do you do, would you do you think he owes you an apology for giving big pharma absolution for prepaying them and for trying to imitate the velocity of actual business while while approving businesses be shut down and then pump out the money to every scumbag who could spell LLC? Totally, uh, totally valid point. I just don't know if. I just don't know at the time if he saw Brutus and Cassius planning this behind him or if he was aware of it. But, That's John, you're issue. from Bridgeport. Don't you think he should have saw all these traps? And I think he, t- I he think, saw a major one in the foreign policy. But don't you think he should have saw all this happening? That, well, there, yeah. I mean, it's easy for me to say right now. I wish he did. and But I just don't know who else who else will, will give him a big F you. No, do, neither do I, brother. Do but but you got to remember, we have we got almost two years. We don't have to know right, right now. There was a time in this country when you and I were young. They didn't even start running until nine months before the election. I mean, those days are gone. But back then, the country didn't like communists. Now we have an entire party devoted to it called Democrats. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace thank you am 560 the answer i'm thinking about john's call and about the uh, the accusation which may be true i don't know that the bush family is giving ron DeSantis money and i am remembering the reagan years i remember those years see ronald reagan couldn't stand 
the the low life fraud George Bush Sr. Couldn't stand him. In fact, those debates are where George Bush Sr. called the economy, also known as capitalism, trickled down and Reaganomics. That the that slanderous term was the same accusation that George Bush Sr. threw. And I'm thinking about all of the lies we hear today. I'm not talking about the Bushes giving DeSantis money, but about the Federal Reserve. As you listen to the people in America that are strapped with massive amounts of credit card debt and how you get out from under it, how you cannot, and how the Federal Reserve, this quasi-government entity, which isn't a government entity, they're just the, the financiers of corruption, how they're in control of all of this. And then everybody says, well, under Reagan, they raise the rates. No, no, no. Paul Adolf Volcker was nominated by Jimmy Carter. How was Jimmy Carter's weekend, Squirrel? How's he doing on Tinder? Him and Roger Stone at the swinger party still? Okay, anyway. Paul Adolf Volcker, let's just call him P. Adolf Volcker, was nominated by Jimmy Carter. He raised the rates. Ronald Reagan demanded that he cut the rates. No one wants to talk about that part. But lucky for you, you have me. And I don't forget good things. I don't forget bad things. In 1981, our critics charged that letting you keep more of your earnings would trigger an inflationary explosion, send interest rates soaring, and destroy our economy. Well, we cut your tax rates anyway by nearly 25%. And he fought his own party, including that slow-life roach George Bush Sr. And what that helped trigger was falling inflation, falling interest rates, and the strongest economic expansion in 30 years. Over the course of this century, our tax system has been modified dozens of times and in hundreds of ways. Yet most of those changes didn't improve the system. They made it more like Washington itself. Complicated, unfair, cluttered with gobbledygook and loopholes designed for those with the power and influence to hire high-priced legal and tax advisors. But there's more to it than that. Some years ago, an historian, I believe, said that every time in the past when a government began taxing above a certain level of the people's earnings, trust in government began to erode. He said it would begin with efforts to avoid paying the full tax. This would become outright cheating and eventually a distrust and contempt of government itself until there would be a breakdown in law and order. Well, how many times have we heard people brag about clever schemes to avoid paying taxes? or watch luxuries casually written off to be paid for by somebody else, that somebody being you. I believe that in both spirit and substance, our tax system has come to be un-American. How would the proposal work? The present tax system has 14 different brackets of tax rates, ranging from 11 to 50 percent. We would take a giant step toward an ideal system by replacing all that with a simple three-bracket system with tax rates of 15, 25, and 35 percent. By lowering everyone's tax rates all the way up the income scale, each of us will have a greater incentive to climb higher, to excel, to help America grow. The power of these incentives would send one simple, straightforward message to an entire nation. America, go for it. To young Americans wondering tonight, where will I go? What will I do with my future? I have a suggestion. Why not set out with your friends on the path of adventure and try to start up your own business? That will never happen again unless we throw out everybody who's in the lead, everybody who's running for office. Everybody. Because this, what he's talking about is simple Americanism. 
Nobody else is talking about it. And if you want to win, you got to get back to that. But you also have to talk about the election system. And to pretend that Joe Biden won, to pretend that it's between DeSantis and Trump, it's all an act of futility. What are the principles of this nation? Because I played you a clip of a communist who sounds like every fracking Democrat from your moron municipal leader all the way up to the White House. That's the real problem, because what Ronald Reagan did by ignoring all of the party and going on his own way was a financial growth that this country hadn't seen for 100 years. They were called yuppies. Where is a fracking yuppie today? Nowhere to be found, because the people in control of the livers of power are collectivists. It's time to break their back. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so I think it just makes this next topic even more difficult from people who uh, live under Democrat attorney generals. Is how many people just this weekend were stabbed and robbed and shot by people that were let out of prison. True criminals. Guys who were caught stealing with guns and there's a revolving door. Yet, before I was uh, getting ready for my next guest, we have a thousand guys that are have been charged with crimes. Thousand people been charged with crimes for January 6th protests. Talk about falling for a trap. We still can't get any answers out of the FBI per our Senator Ted Cruz. Were there people in the Capitol? Dressed as Trump supporters prior to the breach. Can't get it. Can't get any answers on to who Ray Epps is. And I don't think it really matters. It's much like a Middle Eastern coup d'etat. My next guest kind of specializes because she has a family member who's been a victim of this. Her name is Cynthia Hughes. She's a New Jersey mother, wife, founder of nonprofit organization, the Patriot Freedom Project, and author of a new book, Due Process Denied, The Detained, The Families, The Fallout. It's out now. Cynthia, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you. For, what a great introduction to your show. Thank you. Thank for, you for that. No, I appreciate it. It's infuriating because I, I, I have to come back to Chicago occasionally. I'm here now and I flew in over the weekend and you turn on the news and it's insanity. It's true insanity. And the perpetrators of these crimes are more than repeat felons. They're habitual criminals. And we have a revolving door system because the Democrat mafia is in charge of our city, and they're not happy until it's completely destroyed. And it's a funny thing about this protest. I've been hard-pressed to see real, I mean, I know there was breakage and crime and mayhem, but the way I look at this, the only person that was killed was Ashley Babbitt. There were no weapons. I went through a laundry list of items that were stolen for what was supposedly an act to take over the American government with bear spray and brass knuckles. And in my neighborhood, that was called Friday night. So I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. But facts don't really matter in this new Biden Democrat America, do they? Nope. Not even in the slightest. You know, we just recently had the Proud Boy trial that, uh, you know, wrapped up after nearly six months. And you had five men on, you know, on trial. 
all accused of sedition, seditious conspiracy, obstruction. I mean, this was a really crazy trial. Um, and you being where you're from, you know, I'm sure you know who Julie Kelly is. She oh, did an outstanding job of covering that trial. And I, I really I urge everybody to to follow her and, and, and pay attention to her writing and her reporting because it's, it's absolutely stellar. But, you know, you have a man that was sitting on that, on that um, you know, who was a defendant in that trial. He wasn't even on the grounds at the Capitol on January 6th. Wasn't even there. And because of words and big talk and, you know, being, you know, popular and, and, and having some notoriety, he was found guilty of sedition and he was found, you know, guilty of the conspiracy charge. And this, this poor kid is facing years and years in prison and he wasn't even there. I mean, that, how mind boggling is that? Well, I saw the young girl too, 21 years old. She she uh, pled guilty, and I don't know if she got three years or four years. But you know this term, seditious conspiracy. I cannot think of a better term to charge not just George Soros, but everybody who acted as a liaison between enemies of this country in principle and politicians. Seditious conspiracy, to me, sums up Joe Biden's administration and virtually every rat Marxist, socialist, communist, Democrat that I can think of, and some Republicans that go along with the Chinese Communist Party and the rest of it. But they try to throw out this seditious conspiracy when the reality is there wasn't a gun. And I have yet to get a good answer on how in the world you are going to throw over the most military strong country on the planet without a fracking gun. Why are these issues, I thought these guys would all be exonerated. I really did. Because I thought there were better lawyers in this country. Is everybody in on the Democrat take? Well, I mean, no, no. We have have really great lawyers, you know, fighting these cases. The problem is, is you're fighting these cases in the city of D.C., where it's, you know, 99, you know, predominantly uh, Democratic. They don't like Donald Trump. They don't like his supporters. They don't like what happened on January 6th. I've been to so many of these jury selections, and you listen to these D.C. residents, you know, talking about their own personal, you know, bias against Donald Trump and their own personal emotional, you know, uh, how distraught they were because of January 6th. And then you have these judges, some who are Trump-appointed, who are imploring these D.C. residents to do their civic duty. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absolutely maddening. And nobody can get a fair trial. I mean, it's not going to happen. And, and Sean, let me say this. There are some people that went to the Capitol and did really bad things. There are. And there's, there's no getting around that or getting away from that. But what has to start happening and the talk that needs to start happening is that is not the majority. And everybody is being lumped into the same basket, just like, you know, you, I go back to, you know, Enrique Tarrio. How are you going to, to find a man guilty uh, of sedition and seditious conspiracy when he wasn't even there that day? It is infuriating. To, it's, inf- it's, it's in particularly infuriating to people who have to live in these Democrat hellhole sewers. That if you, uh, you know, like if you have a ring doorbell community and you read the chaos that takes place in every neighborhood, 
in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs on the weekend. Damage and breaking windows and car robberies. You get up on Saturday morning, you tap into your system, you're like, holy cow, this all happened within five miles. Then you walk in the living room, you turn on the news, and the carjackings. And the, I'm, I'm against all of that. I would have never went to January 6th. I saw that a mile away. There was no chance I was going to go there. And, I, you know, there's no good outcome that was going to come from it. Did people think all of a sudden they were going to say, okay, we cheated. There, you're right. There's no way 81 million morons voted for Joe Biden. We're sorry. There was no point to it. What the reality is, is this is just the intimidation to indict the next group of peop- peop- people who are going to resist an outcome that's going to be ridiculous. And that's, to me, what it is. This is an example and an intimidation tactic by the, the so-called court system. And the only way that you can even get convictions is if you have Democrat judges. Isn't that something that should be noted? Well, yes. But, you know, the reality is, is you know, a lot of these judges are not Democratic. They are Republican. They are conservative. They are Trump appointed. And, and you can't make headway. Um, there is a specific judge that seems to be very reasonable. Um, there's maybe one or two of them. Um, uh, Judge Nichols, Judge McFadden, I mean, they, they seem to be more level-headed and a little bit more, um, you know, um, kind, if you will, in these cases. But but it's it's not a lot. It's, you know, it's not a lot. I mean, you still have many people that, you know, couldn't get out on bond. You still have many people like my nephew. My nephew has been rotting in jail since January of 2021 on non violent charges and I care with anybody the research that people do on him and they say well he should be there because you know there's a little bit of controversy around him whatever I don't care I don't care this is the United States of America we have uh, you know a constitutional right to to speak how we choose or speedy trial as we want yeah and have a speedy trial have you know have you know not spend 14 months in straight solitary confinement 23 hours a day locked in a cell like an animal um, when you, especially when you don't have criminal history, especially mm. when you're not charged with a violent crime. And yet here we are two and a half years later, and my nephew was still languishing in prison. He's not in jail now. He's in prison. He's out of D.C. You know, and he's serving his time in prison and he's still rotting. He's still rotting. When you see the when you through. see when you see the verdict of this E. Jean Carroll and you understand the way in which they even allowed this 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 moron to file the charges. And then you realize he's convicted of defaming. He wasn't convicted of rape. He wasn't convicted of anything other than defaming this lunatic who named her cat vagina, who we have on tape. It wasn't even that. It It wasn't even that, Sean. It was a punishment. Yeah. It was a punishment. And they knew that they could do whatever they wanted. You know, no matter how, offended some people feel listening to you know to trump you know he, he's direct he's forward he puts it out there he's been right about everything he speaks facts he speaks truth there's you can't get away from that he's the only saving grace for any of these any of these people that are caught up in january 6th because let me tell you anybody else that's thinking about running for president anybody else that's thinking about running for congress or running for the senate they're not talking about January 6th. They're not talking about these these defendants. They're not talking about what's happening to wives and children. They're not talking about well, marriages that are now breaking up, Sean. 
Oh, yeah, of course. That's what happens when, you know, this kind of chaos happens in a society. It's very difficult to live in it when your faith in the system has been eroded. And, and, it, and it's partially because none of the accusations of those people who protested on January 6th have been sufficiently answered. None of them. I really don't care if you got courts that throw out standing. You didn't address the fact you had how many states change election laws by circumventing state legislatures, making it so you could steal the fracking election. You changed the ballot harvesting laws. You changed the mail-in. You changed the same-day registration. You shut the fracking countdown for four hours, and ta-da, I'm stuck with this idiot who is clearly corrupt. And you never address those issues. All you did is try to intimidate me by putting away guys like your nephew, by seizing the principles of Americanism. And you're not intimidating me. What you're doing is making me very aware that I am now an enemy of this state because I believe in freedom that this country was founded on, because I believe in capitalism, I believe in property rights, and I believe in a republic. I'm now the bad guy, right? And the seditious conspirator that is this imbecile in the White House with his son and the bribery and the liaison to the communists and the unions, he's the good guy. It's bizarre world. It is bizarre world. And, you know, the problem is, it, you know, in this country now, currently under this DOJ and this administration, you, you don't you know, if you if you break the law or you commit a crime, everybody should be treated the same, even the hardest of hardest, you know, criminals. But we don't see that if you are a Trump supporter. If you went to the Capitol on January 6th, it's a whole set of different rules for you, different laws for you, different amendments for you, different constitutions. As a matter of fact, they don't even exist for these people. And um, and, and, you know, I, I think about, you know, what's going to happen for my nephew when he when he gets out of this prison, which will be this summer. Um, you know, he'll get out a little earlier. His life is it's destroyed. Yeah. And he's you know, a young kid, right? How old is he? He's only 32 years old. You, you know, he has spent three birthdays, three birthdays he has spent behind bars. He turned 30 years old while he was in jail. I mean, how, what what happens to people that don't get to come home to a family like he's going to come home to? Who's well, going to help him rebuild? I got to tell you, Cynthia, when you're in these Democrat sewers with the Democrat judges, the Democrat counties, that's not going to be easy for him. You got to get him out of these Democrat hellholes because you're you're only second to Illinois. And um, you know it's funny we talk about the so-called seditious conspiracy. Chicago just elected a very well-known socialist. He appointed socialist aldermen in high portion. You've got freaking socialists in charge of one of the used to be greatest cities in the country, and it's open. And it's notorious. So if you're a guy against communism, against socialism, like your nephew, like all of the people that protested Joe Biden, you can't stay in these areas because these areas have judges that sit on investment groups with corrupt aldermen, just like uh, Chicago with Ed Burke and the two Cook County judges. You've got it. How do you, you can't live under this kind of open corruption, can you? No, you can't. But here, here's, you know, here's what we're dealing with. You know, we have a Congress who is silent. Okay. We have uh, a Senate who is silent. And, and it's on both sides of the aisles, both sides of the aisles. They know what is happening with these families, because, you know, that's where, of course, I take care you know, of the defendants as much as I can. But my focus has always been the family. Yeah. And I have been in the homes. I have been with hundreds of these families. I just spent three weeks in D.C. 
and I was there for several trials and sentencings, and I was with three young boys whose father went to trial and he was found guilty on everything. An 11-year-old boy had to run out of the courtroom. He was beside himself after he saw a video of his father getting the living crap beat out of him by the police. Okay? Yeah. He, you And he's never going to unsee that, Sean. He's never going to unsee that. He's no. 11. And no. he's, he's been separated from his dad now for two years. You have children that don't have health insurance now. You have women that are working two and three jobs. I mean... The people in the people in office and the people in the positions to say, okay, hey, let's stop now and look at this whole thing because there's children suffering, but you don't see it. Look at Liz Cheney, you know, uh, AOC. Don't make me look uh, at Liz Mitt Cheney. Romney. <laughs> yeah. but- I mean, I, I use them as examples. I mean, don't don't preach that you have a heart and you're this good person and, you know, country, 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 but yeah. you're going to let little kids like this suffer. Yes. Patriot Freedom Project is the name of her organization. Is it dot com or dot org? Dot com. And she, uh, you can also you can also visit dueprocessdenied.org and you can see where you could purchase the book. And you can also see um, the first installment for free in our docuseries, also called Due Process Denied. She is Cynthia Hughes. Cynthia, have you um did you did you hear about this this other they support our station, and they're growing, uh, called Freedom Square. Did you hear about this organization? I have not. Check it out. They're a great organization, and they're building like like a, a social network, a platform that's growing for us. And I think okay. it, I think your I think your mission would do well on it. They're like minded people who want to support the people you're doing this for, those kids you talked about. And that's what your organization does. That's where proceeds of the book go. Go to PatriotFreedomProject.com, right? Yes, yes. Right. And I can't thank you enough for doing it. I mean it. I, I, I just think it's fantastic. And, you know, they're trying to demoralize us. And when I say they, I'm talking about the organized syndicate of suspic- uh, uh, seditious conspirators pretending to be a party of intimidation. And the other thing is, you mean none of these business partners that were in on the bribery scheme with uh, Joe Biden's son and the Communist Party, none of these guys with the oligarchs in Ukraine, they're not seditious conspirators, they're businessmen? Is that what I'm to believe? It's just (laughs) sickening, Cynthia. Thank you for putting up the fight, and thank you for the book. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Putting our priorities from warfare to people's needs. Ours is the most forthright radical program for ending wars and turning the country back to the people. That is why the most meaningful vote you can cast. A vote of protest that will be counted over and over again by the corporation godfathers is a vote for myself, Gus Hall, and Jarvis Tyner for president and vice president. Thank you very much. Head of the CIA, John Brennan, not only a notable supporter, somebody who I believe was very proud of that vote, and I wonder how many other high-ranking Democrats voted for Gus Hall. I mean, after all, they're all running on the same platform. Owen Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean, your last guest really hit it on the head when she was talking about how these poor people couldn't get a fair trial and the hell halls like Washington, D.C. or Manhattan. Yeah. All you have to look yeah. to is point to the Sussman trial. And I don't, and, and I, and how about Durham? What about the word there on that jury? 
basically on that jury, they had three Clinton donors, they had an AOC donor, and they had a daughter who was a friend of Sussman on that jury. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the jury foreman came back out and said it was a waste of time. Sussman lied in writing. He had a text. So how could any conservative possibly get a fair trial? And then the reverse of it, how can any of these communist scum ever get a fair trial by a jury that's totally tainted? It would be that's similar totally to somebody who was from Venezuela or Cuba uh, arguing for freedom and liberty. It's starting to feel that way, isn't it there, Owen? Thank you very much. That's what happens when you allow the seed of communism to grow and become a party. I think this is very interesting. At least it is to me. At least Gus Hall was out of the closet as a communist versus the new modern-day Democrat. Nixon, if re-elected, will be a lame duck president. He will not have to worry about being re-elected again, since by law a president cannot hold office for more than two terms. As monstrous as the situation is now, four more years under Nixon will be even worse. Racism and reaction, imperialist war and aggression, poverty and exploitation, all this will run rampant while the few rich families even get richer. The communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the communist ticket is a vote for the immediate end to all wars, including in Indochina. It is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. It is a vote for free child care centers and for working mothers a six-month maternity leave with full pay. It is a vote for free quality medical care, hospital care for all who need it. It is a vote for free college education for all regardless of income. We have the materials. We have the manpower to build a decent home. Chicken in every pot, roof over every head. Same communist nonsense that's destroyed every nation it's ever touched. And every city it's ever practiced here in America. Tom Sedeka, you handsome son of a gun. What are you doing? Sean, how you doing? Very good, brother. How are you? I finally got my Obama phone up to my fat head and dialed you up. Thank you very much. That explains the <laughs> echo. Go ahead. Thank, thank you. Uh, yeah, that. well, you know, I've been listening to you and Chuck on Thursdays, and also thank you so much for mentioning us uh, earlier. Um, I tried to call the show a few days ago. I mean, you talk about an upside-down, bizarro world. I think you were discussing the uh, – this transgender movement. And I'm sure you, like I, had very similar childhoods. Were you deemed black sheep and prodigal son? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm an only child, so I could pretty much do anything and get away with anything. Uh, but oh. it, was, it was a great experience. But way back, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, it wasn't scandalous to prefer your women without balls. Nowadays, it's quite controversial. It is controversial. So I was I was a black sheep. I was a troublemaker. I was a handful for my parents. And I just, I'm so glad this issue wasn't around then. Because I could imagine being at the shopping mall at Christmas time, sitting on Santa's knee and Santa going, Tommy, what do you want for Christmas? I would look at my dad. I would look at Santa. I would look at my dad, look back at Santa and say, a vagina. Nice. So, <laughs> yes. You know? It's all about being a rebel, right, buddy? Oh, thank yeah. you. I'll tell you what, Tom. Thank God for us. We were born before the big pharma and they created Ritalin. 
because they took kids who were inquisitive, kids who had questions for the last, you know, three generations and they put them on dope. Me and you would be in the corner right now drooling on ourselves, waiting for a gangster disciple to bring us a cartel uh, fentanyl delivery. So thank God we are old, Tom. And it's not a disability for us to be able to talk about three things at one time and be able to look around. Yeah, so, I now get paid for it. Thank you very much. Yeah, you ain't tough, bud. <laughs> You're doing great. Freedom Square. Take Thank care. you very much, brother. See, that's how you, you beat it. You come together. See, all these communists that supported Gus Hall, they all pretended to be Democrats, and they formed organizations, and they became community activists. And you got one elected, and now look at you. Now it's normal to run on this communist claptraps nonsense. For every family, we can build enough schools and hospitals. We can, if we can have modern mass transit systems. He's a freaking Democrat. He's running on the same thing from Brandon Johnson to the dimwood in diapers. Ta-da! Well, Welcome to the Communist Party. Maurice and Berwin. Sean, you, uh, Sean, I do greatly enjoy you, but buddy, your last guest hit one thing on the head. One, as an African-American who grew up on the West Side, who's never been arrested, it baffles me hearing people complain about being arrested and how unfair the system is. Man, I've known the system's unfair my whole entire life. How did anyone think they were going to storm the Capitol for whatever reason well, brother, and not listen, get I, arrested? Wait, let me make a, I'll make a point, I'll, and then I'll let you go. Sean, the system has always been unfair and will always be unfair. You're talking to a black dude who literally, I literally have a Blue Lives Matter cap in my car because I work in a suburb. Maurice, and I drive around with it. I don't have a problem with guys arrested who went in the Capitol. I really don't. But how about the hundreds of people that never went in that were arrested? You know that that's Sean, an intimidation you, move by the government. Sean, you know it is. Sean, let me tell you something. I, something I learned a long time ago. You can be at the wrong place at the time and ain't no love in the city. Yeah, well, I'll tell that's you what. what life is. I'll tell you what, Maurice. Hey, I hey, think there's right? a silver lining here because you know, listen, I've been pinched. You know how many fights I've been arrested for? I can't. I don't even know. I understand what you're saying. How many times I got tuned up? I understand what you're saying. I've never bought into this whole thing that occupations have virtue. Only people do, and that's one good lesson out of this. Occupations and bureaucracies have no virtue. They can be infiltrated by saboteurs and bad people. And that might be the silver lining, Maurice. You never know. I appreciate the call. Ray in Michigan City. Hey, Sean. Uh, love your show. Love the last guest. Thanks. Wanted to talk about John from Bridgeport. There's an old uh, Chicago expression about a guy in uh, Chicago who's pulling the strings you know, behind the scenes. Which one? Well, the one thing is they've all had very sexually frustrated wives that I'm aware of for the last hundred years. But go ahead. <laughs> no, well, there's an old expression, and you may not be uh, familiar with it. It's uh, "Who's your Chinaman?" So the Chinaman is uh, pulling the strings. And my question to you is: uh, Are there strings attached to Trump? Does he have any strings attached? I don't know. It'd be and interesting. You know, I've always been suspicious of how many, how infiltrated he is with the Democrat parties. I always hated the people he surrounded himself with from that creep moron lowlife uh, Roger Stone to Paul Manafort to the guy who was his money guy, the biggest money bundler yeah, they, from, from Obama, Steve Mnuchin. Did they make him? No, nah, I don't think so. I, I know too much about Trump to think anybody made him. He's kind of a, a, right. an interesting dude. I do think this. Well, Here's what are, I think, Ray. I think he figured yes. out, first of all, I think he loves the country. I do. I think he comes from a father who loved Americanism, even though he, too, was on the swindle of the Democrat Party. 
I think Trump represents something that's a threat to politicians. He represents somebody who dealt with politicians and hates them. And he represents somebody who knows the scam and wants to expose it and wants it to stop. But more, the, the, the biggest threat he is, somebody who really does want America to win. That's the one thing you have to yeah, say well, about him. And you know what's interesting, Ray? I miss yeah. him too. I miss him too. But you know what's interesting? And nobody talks about it. When he went to go see Kim Jong-un, the only fat slob in North Korea, the only fat guy because he's the only one that eats. And he just walked there. No secret service around. I mean, if, if they wanted to pick him up, he just walked there. And he walked right up yeah. to him. That's the last man we had as president. Hey, and really the first one the- since Ronald Reagan. The Bushes weren't the men. Clinton isn't a man. And that's what he have, you have to get back into the accepting these political whores. And that's why, believe me, I'm not, I'm not embracing anybody right now. Right. MacArthur did the same thing in World War II when he met the uh, surrendering uh, generals in Japan. But yeah. he flew there by himself without any, just one plane. But he wasn't a president. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, I, I just, it's, it's Very interesting, the mindset of a man versus what we now have. Secretary Mayorkas said this morning that the numbers at the border have gone down since Title 42 was lifted. Are you confident that the numbers have peaked, that they'll continue to go well, down? Look, they are. They have gone down. My hope is they'll continue to go down. We have more, a lot more work to do. Yeah, they've, gone, they've gone down, says, says this scarecrow with his bicycle helmet on. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yes, indeed. Everybody thinks that Ronald Reagan raised rates. Ronald Reagan didn't do anything. Adolf P. Adolf Volcker raised the rates. He was appointed by Jimmy Carter, who was convinced we had 35 years of oil. Moron. Democrat. What else? And in the meantime, how did Ronald Reagan spur the greatest economy in the world? He cut taxes, and he told everybody, go start a business. There was none of this nonsense with welfare and free health care and da-da-da-da-da, like the communist Gus Hall wanted. It was American principles. Following the footsteps of those two college students who launched one of America's great computer firms from the garage behind their house. It's before we knew Bill Gates liked to go to Pedophile Island. Or was he talking about the Apple guy? You, too, can help us unlock the doors to a golden future. You, too, can become leaders in this great new era of progress, the age of the entrepreneur. Yes, indeed. But now we have Joe Biden and Hump Day Harris was running for re-election for 2024 for the White House, a tough decision for you and President Biden. What would you say to those who are concerned about his age? Well, I will tell you, it was a very clear decision, which is that we want to see through the work that we've already accomplished. We've made historic progress. and it's be- <laughs> So here's the only question. Have you had enough or are you thirsty for more? of what the Democrat morons call progress. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, but I'll tell you what, I get real annoyed with these uh, lies, the way, that, the, the, these, uh, the way these people lie. Uh, well, you got to be real specific. You, you mean when Democrats I'm, talk? Oh, yeah. All so right. up is down, down is white thing. Listen, 
So these uh, these uh, so-called immigrants are coming across and everything like that. Way more than we're coming through before and everything like that because they got everything to... to no, numbers to are down. Numbers are way, way, way how down. Can, how can these people just keep going with their lies, like telling you the opposite of what is true? Because they're like, communists. They've been running on success for 130 years. This is what they do from Gus Hall to the Dimwit in diapers to Barack Obama to Brandon Johnson. It's all the same nonsense. The same utopia. It's going to be great. You just have to be poor. He's going to hang up. Hey, Sean, Not I'll yet, tell you something. They, yeah. They keep going with it and everything like that. When are people going to wake up and realize, shut that stuff off? I mean, your, your program is the only program where you can talk about the truth and get any kind of uh, facts and figures. I love that. Every, See, all these other statements, it's no, all no, I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't hang up on you. But now I'm going to hang up on you. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good. <clears throat> how was your weekend? How was your Mother's Day with your wife? Absolutely Good. fantastic. I love my wife's family Great. more than everything, but now I want to get the hell out of here. But go ahead. I'm going to stick around in case these idiots from the score want to show up until Wednesday. Go ahead. All right. Biden doesn't have the time to meet for these uh, debt-saving meetings, but yet he can go to a commencement speech uh, for students in an all-black college, and instead of them encourage, instead of him encouraging the these students that uh, they can do whatever they want in the greatest country. Yeah. Uh, he has to make them, them think the that the boogeyman, he has to make them think the boogeyman is the white supremacist in the Republican Party. And they just graduated college, so they obviously never read the white supremacy is the Democrat platform. The Ku Klux Klan is the Democrat Party. And by the way, people who vote for Trump hate white people who support Marxism, communism, and American Democrat Party. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... There are so many different ways to start with the introduction of my next guest. But let's stick to the theme of seditious conspiracy if you, for just a moment. On the subject of the sweeping mandates related to electric vehicles that the Biden administration has imposed, including now for our military, the metals needed to make the lithium-ion batteries in those vehicles are, of course, lithium, nickel, graphite, and cobalt. Now, can you tell me what nation is the largest producer of refined lithium in the world? No, I can't. It's China. Can you tell me which nation is the largest producer of refined cobalt in the world? No, Senator. It's China. Do you know what nation is the largest exporter of natural graphite to the United States globally? No, Senator. It's China. So they want you to believe their green energy movement is because they give a rip about the fracking weather. About one half of one tenth of 1% that these imbeciles, Democrats, claim they can control. It's a money scheme and nothing more. My next guest understood this. He writes articles about it. I'm reading one right now in the Washington Times. You can find him at theheritage.org. He's everywhere. He's EJ Antony. How are you, EJ? 
Sean, uh, I'm at my wit's end with these people. I can't take it anymore. I need to get out of the swamp. You got, you got to come to Florida, babe. I got to tell you, I thought my glasses have been dirty since Saturday. It's only because I'm in Illinois. Once you're out of these areas, you look at the world differently because everybody from a bar back to an accountant knows what Democrats are. They're swindlers. They're hustlers. It's all a fracking financial scam, is it not? Well, I mean, look, look at no further than exactly what you were just talking about with these electric vehicles. I mean, there is absolutely zero chance that we can actually meet any of these goals in terms of, of production of these vehicles. And there's also no hope that any of the modeling they do in terms of what the impact of these electric vehicles will, is, are going to be, there's no hope that, that any of that modeling is correct. It's all a scam from beginning to end. He has managed a 500% increase in sales. Now, granted, the vast majority are subsidized, but it's not saving these phony quasi-independent companies, these Ford or GM. They suck. They're laying off people. They're signing contracts in Mexico. They're not built here anymore. They're avoiding their own UAW labor extortion mafia unions. What does the future look like for Fix or Repair Daily, known as Ford? Uh, nothing good because I mean, if if you think it's bad in terms of the initial production with us being dependent on China, it's going to be even worse when it comes to keeping these things running. So I mean, by no means is it just a matter of okay, well, the initial product we're going to take a hit, but then from there on out we can somehow magically onshore the supply chain. Not a chance. There was a shooting outside of a phony charging station for Tesla in California, and um, when they went into the story a little more you found out the shooting was not a result that nerds finally figured out how to how to point the dangerous end of a gun at the at somebody but that there was only one of these electric charging station things working all of these things they're putting up they don't fracking work do they no and it's no surprise when you start thinking about okay how much energy do we actually go through as a country on a daily basis when it comes to our gasoline usage now convert all of that into electricity that has to somehow come from the grid you are talking about an expansion of infrastructure second to none something that not only can we not afford but just physically isn't possible given given the limitations of the materials we actually have to work with what's available in terms of global supply so no it's no surprise whatsoever that you can put up one of these charging stations but then it's not going to work you know it's funny uh yesterday i i came back because at uh, my house we had an italian mother's day brunch and i don't know if you know about italian mother's day brunches uh my brother-in-law got there around eight forty-five in the morning and everybody left around six at night so they pretty much last all day and on the history channel which is what i watch they had a, a mother's day special the men that built america which i thought was kind of funny um and they were talking about all of the infrastructure that was built without the government. The government didn't have jack to do with it. And when you go back to Rockefeller, you go back to uh, all of the people who built America, uh, the guy from the steel company, the Scotsman, his name is escaping me right now. But when you look at how they built the infrastructure of America, from the pipelines to the natural gas to Keras, to all of it, Standard Oil and the rest of it, it was all without government. Yet in the new America... Only the government can build things. And the reality is, they're actually the people that are destroying America, aren't they? 
Absolutely. You know, not only did all of those great men build America without government, they did it without the Federal Reserve, too. In fact, if you notice, once we had the Federal Reserve, all of a sudden people stopped building things and we started just having massive M&A activity because it became cheaper to have printed money to acquire someone else's customers instead of building your own customer base. So far from uh, the government somehow managing to increase innovation, they've done exactly the opposite. They've stifled it at every turn. In fact, the Federal Reserve often hides behind the success of Ronald Reagan's policies. And they do it under somebody who was actually appointed by the dumbest of all presidents up until Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter. And that was Adolf P. Adolf Volcker. And he raised rates and they claim it to be a success. But the success really didn't happen when Paul Volcker in 1979, before Ronald Reagan won, started to massively increase the cost of debt. It was only after Ronald Reagan massively generated the economy through tax cuts. And then rates actually came down in the fastest amount of time. They didn't go up in the fastest amount of time. They came down in the fastest amount of time. And you can't really have a thriving economy when debt is not only rare, but extremely expensive. In fact, what this administration is doing on almost every, uh, uh, forget about the almost, on every front is exactly wrong against a private economy. That's how I see it. How do you see it? Sean, that is such a great point. You know, so often people forget with inflation that it's not just a money supply, it's money supply and money demand. And as you grow the economy, you need more money. And so as Reagan did, exactly what you just said, as he grew the economy, I mean, we had 12% annualized growth rates at one point. When, when you grow the economy that fast, you can absorb a tremendous amount of money creation and prices stay exactly the same. And that's, that was the winning formula of the early and mid-1980s. That's what Reagan did, and that's why he was so successful. And now contrast that with what we're seeing today. We saw a massive increase in the amount of money under both Trump and Biden, right? Yeah. This is not political. This is about policy. And what happened at the exact same time? You know, Trump shut down the economy. Granted, he did open it. But then what did Biden do? He shut down as much as he could. And then he kept everything shut down as long as he could. He did everything from a, a regulatory standpoint possible to keep his boot on the neck of the economy. And that slowed down actual production. I'm not talking about you know the fake growth numbers that the Bureau of Economic Analysis puts out. I'm talking about actual economic production of goods and services. That has plummeted like a rock under Biden. That's exactly and because of that, there was nothing to absorb all the money creation. E.J. Antony, I want you to hear something from, ironically, CNN. Hang on a sec. We are seeing that Americans continue to borrow even as the cost of borrowing has spiked. This report found that consumers added $148 billion of debt just in the first three months of this year alone. That's lifting total consumer debt to just over $17 trillion. That is a... Now that explains why Berkshire Hathaway announced their position in Capital One as staggering. These credit card companies will continue to get richer as Americans get poorer. And this has all been orchestrated by not just the Federal Reserve, but American policies that incentivize people to acquire debt to not work as more people are on welfare than at ever before. And you combine that $17 trillion with the $32 trillion, and Americans in general, are in debt $49 trillion. That does explain the agreement between all of the enemies of Americanism in Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Turkey, uh, Syria, all having a 
conference of sorts in Moscow this last week, signing all kinds of agreements to de-dollarize. Why should anyone use the, the dollar when not only is the country broke, but the people in it are broke? We cannot pay off $50 trillion in debt, can we? No, I mean, my goodness, you're, you're talking about uh, mortgages for the American taxpayer of, of something like $450,000 or even half a million dollars once we get into these kinds of numbers. I'm not talking about mortgages on your house. I'm just talking about mortgages of everything, not Correct. just your house, but the national debt, everything, your credit cards, the whole nine yards. So, no, I mean, we are hopelessly in debt at this point. And, you know, it was really interesting. In You mentioned CNN. Uh, it was in that CNN town hall uh, that Trump did, where he just absolutely mopped the floor with, uh, uh, what was her name, Caitlin Collins, I think. Yeah, 31-year-old uh, veteran. Veteran reporter at 31. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, he says to her at one point, like, you know, when she says, are, are you for a default? And he says, well, might as well do it now. We're going to do it eventually. I mean, there, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, are we ever actually going to get our financial house in order? Because if not, then, yeah, we are eventually going to default on the debt, and then you might as well do it now instead of waiting, because it's only going to get worse the longer you wait. That was interesting. And what I always found interesting about Trump in the beginning, I, I, I don't agree with a lot of policies, and I agree with a lot, right? He's a, he's a mixed bag. But one thing he said, he said a couple things. Number one, audit the Fed. That didn't go anywhere. But one thing he said that I thought was always interesting was to renegotiate the debt and stabilize it. Because what Donald Trump does is something that no political whore can ever do. He looks at something as if he wants to succeed at it. And he had this idea of, okay, I'm the president. We've got all this debt that was accumulated under both these idiots, both parties. Let's freeze it at zero and move forward. But it didn't go anywhere. And the people that could have done something, known as Senate and Congress, they never really wanted to go somewhere. Because there's a tremendous amount of money in failing when it comes to government. Do you think we can ever get to a point when somebody can look at these problems like in a man or a woman of character and not a political whore that's bribed to fail with style? I, I think so. But, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to the American people doing the right thing, uh, that line by Winston Churchill, it really is true. You can always count on the American people to do the right thing after they've tried everything else first. And it's, I think it's only going to be once Americans go through a whole heck of a lot more pain uh, that, that they choose a, a political leader who's frankly not political. I mean, Donald Trump really, for all his faults, he was not an inherently political person. No. He was always political only insofar as he had to be in order to be successful in New York. Now, granted, in New York, that takes being very political. But still, that, that was not his natural habitat, so to speak, like it is with, with a Joe Biden or a Chuck Schumer or a Mitch McConnell. In fact, when he got political is when I disagreed with him. He always tried to marry that the greed of the American socialist Marxist communist calling himself a Democrat. He always tried to throw in free health care, free uh, school, free this and free that. Can we get to a point we need to be? If we cannot explain to the American people, you are entitled to nothing except freedom. And in freedom comes failure. If you don't bust your ass and strategically put, plan your life. Or are we going to be victims of stupidity as homelessness and the greed of welfare roaches kill us? Well, I see now, Sean, I think we're in the more of a, a, a cultural question, frankly, yeah. than even a political one. Because it, it really was when the American culture turned away from one of self-reliance 
and true entitlement, what you're talking about there, that's when people started actually using these entitlement programs. When, when FDR pushed for all of these crazy progressive policies, they were actually very underutilized compared to decades later when we finally had the cultural rot and the cultural decline that that made it socially acceptable, for example, to be on welfare. It was no longer an embarrassment. It was something you were entitled to. Doesn't the control of culture explain why 539 days away from a a, a designated presidential election, every single Sunday show is talking about Donald Trump? Every single one. I mean, you're 539 days away. You have the culmination of the world's enemies or of America's enemies signing financial trade and, and currency agreements in Moscow. And I didn't hear one Sunday show talk about it. Every one of them talked about Donald Trump, though. Isn't it about controlling the culture rather than allowing the American people to have the data and information they need? Oh, a hundred percent. But you know what? I, I think they're kind of showing their hand a little bit. You know, Freud, I think, would have an absolute field day with these people because they are focusing in like a laser on what they're afraid of. And that's Donald Trump. The only reason that, that you would go after him to the extent that they are right now is because they are afraid that he can win again. And so they have to submarine his case as best as possible in order to make sure that he loses the general the next time around. And that, you know, to be clear, that's not even an endorsement of President Trump. I just think that's what's going on inside these people's heads where he lives rent-free 24-7. Yes, but the, the, the attack against him is something that the likes of which nobody has ever seen. Nobody has ever seen the kind of orchestrated attack, character assassination of somebody who, even if you didn't like him, you could argue succeeded where no politician has in foreign policy. And then you see the money that's not only made in the military-industrial complex, but the money that's to be made in the rebuilding of these third-world corrupt hellholes like Ukraine. Um, Can you fend off that kind of thievery? You know what? So far, he has literally been the only politician who who has shown himself able to do so. And again, maybe that has something to do with the fact that he's not really a politician. I mean, outside of, uh, of other politicians and military leaders, when's the last time someone was elected to the White House before Donald Trump? You have to go back literally decades. We're talking about the pre-war period. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that I, I, I have to reject in somebody who I love as a governor of a state I live in, Florida. I don't like the, the history and the coziness with politicians that Ron DeSantis has. And I'm amazed at how little coverage Vivek Ramaswamy gets, who quite honestly is who I, I favor right now. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you mentioned him, Sean. Every time he opens his mouth, I think to myself, wow, that's exactly what the numbers say. <laughs> my goodness. This, it's as if he actually reads through all the data and yeah. knows what he's talking about. It, it's not even so much opinions when he's giving his opinions as it is just just a restatement of what the data say, of what the facts are. It is so refreshing. I love it. Yeah, I do, too. In the meantime, what's the next article? I mean, I know I've got three of them in front of me. I'll tell you what, I love them all between the Treasury budget numbers, Biden using scare tactics and Fox business to you'll be poor and like it at the heritage.org and the electric boondoggle in uh, where was your latest one? I I misplaced it when we were talking. Uh, Washington Times, what do you got cooking next? Because I know all you do is work, smoke cigars and wish you were at the Elmhurst Cigar House. What do you do? 
What do you oh, got that, cooking? That that is literally my schedule. <laughs> uh, but so next next I'm looking at these crazy provisions. Illinois is one of the states, of course, that does it, where they actually don't. Even though they say the money follows the student when a student leaves a public school, a portion of the money always stays behind, and that goes to nothing but bloated bureaucracies. Are you loving watching the Democrats who voted for all of these political whores that are now taking away what they thought were entitlements in school and housing and giving it to illegal aliens? I personally am loving it when you see the Chicago Democrats come out and cry about it. Do you think maybe that's the silver lining of our current circumstances is that the failure is undeniable even in these Democrat hellhole cities? Yeah, absolutely. And hey, look, you made your bed, you now sleep in it. And again, like we were saying earlier, Sean, once the American people go through enough pain, they tend to make the right decision. Here's hoping that happens in all these blue cities. Come on, EJ and Tony, the next title. Have you had enough Democrat success or are you thirsty for more? By EJ and Tony, <laughs> titled by Sean Thompson. Thank you so much for joining me as always. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So Groupon, let me get this straight. Groupon paid $9.2 million to break their lease. And people are asking what the future of Chicago is. Pain, to quote Mr. T. What's the future? Pain. Because this city went from a great city, the city of big shoulders, the whole nine yards, the stockyards, the financial district, the insurance, all here. All gone. Why? Because you elect communists. You think I'm wrong? When's the last time you heard a communist? The communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the communist ticket. It is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. It is a vote for free child care centers and for working mothers a six-month maternity leave with full pay. It is a vote for free quality medical care, hospital care for all who need it. It is a vote for free college education for all regardless of income. We have the materials, we have the manpower to build a decent home for every family. We can build enough schools and hospitals. We can, if we can have modern mass transit systems, we can eliminate poverty and want. We can do all this. We can provide these services only if we eliminate corporate profits as the kingpin on the list of priorities. Bye. Bye, corporations. That's Gus Hall. And all he's doing is putting lipstick on Karl Marx. It's all the same. By the way, it's none of those things they say, just like in the sewers of Chicago. It's not equality. It's nothing. All it is is government power, top-down power. And it ends badly. And by the way, people from Chicago are a national laughingstock. Here's a news story from L.A. that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Three men from Chicago have been arrested in connection with a deadly shooting in Los Angeles back in January. Three women were killed. Seven people were wounded. Three victims also from Chicago were visiting L.A. Police say they had no connection to the suspects. One of the men is also suspected of killing a 30-year-old man in North Hollywood back in December. In both of these cases, the suspects use ambush-style tactics 
on their unsuspecting victims. The collaboration and cooperation between law enforcement agencies across the country is crucial in ensuring that those responsible for such brazen acts of violence are are Chicagoans, because that's what they do here. So how do you think it's going to end with Brandon Johnson? Meet the new boss, same as the old boss, only this one is actually a man. The other one just thought she was. This one has facial hair and about nine inch longer inseam. That's the that's it. Cream Puff Jim, you know there's no difference. Speaking of outfits, <laughs> speaking of outfits said, do you yeah, like the miniature said, Lori Lightfoot or the Brandon Johnson? Which outfit do you like? I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you, Trump, all he needs is a cap. And he looks like the comrade uh, Eidenhower. I mean, what is with that outfit? You mean the he blue suit and the same, red tie eight, and the eight, white eight, shirt? Eight years of it. Yeah. Where Leonard Leo or Jenny Thompson can't buy him a new outfit? No, what do you hear this one, Sean? About 4.30. What do you hear this? 4.30, a news story broke. 70-page indictment against him and Rudy for selling pardons for $2 million bucks a piece. Yeah. They got a whistleblower. They got all of you. By the way, you imagine some, you, Biden's got a whistleblower, too. Call he calls her vice president. Biden's got a whistleblower. Here's the thing, Jim. You don't like it. You don't like it. You know why? You never, you never put it together. It took you all these years. You still don't get it. Red tie, white shirt, blue suit. Red, white, and blue. It's America. You don't like it. You prefer your communists who are true whistleblowers. Because folks stood in line sometimes for hours to vote and said they wanted certain things from their government. Now, when I say whistleblower, I don't mean like your moron Democrat Congress birthing people. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, Blow the whistle until someone else stops you. I wonder if E. Jean Carroll heard a whistle. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. How can you defame that oh, lunatic who, as we speak, is in uh, is in Central Park right now with a feather duster in her ass, prancing around, hoping to get sexual? Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm-hmm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. She even scared Vanderbilt's grandson, great-grandson. She scared him. Mark in Oak Lawn. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Anytime, brother. Hey, I'll tell you what. I, I heard that gal that you were talking to that uh, her nephew is in jail. Yes. And uh, Hughes. Cynthia and Hughes. What was her first? Cynthia. Cynthia Hughes. Yeah, boy, what a what a, a brave, fearless woman and uh, trying to help out like that. It's that, She's a real patriot. And, and you know, and, and awesome, you're awesome to have around to show people like that. That January 6th thing, uh, you know, Trump, Trump, uh, you know, he's the only, he's their only hope. Yeah. He speaks up. He's the only guy. Well, you know, you know you here's what I will chances. say. It's the people who voted for him who are our only hope. It's the, the people yeah. who got robbed, the people who understand the mafia they're up against, the people who understand they took a prote- protest and they scared the rest of the nation by calling it an, an insurrection. Those are the people that understand. By the time this dimwit in diapers is done destroying our country, all you can hope for is that the rest of the world doesn't understand, doesn't get rid of the dollar the way they should by uh, pretending this laughing stock was duly elected rather than an election thief. You can only hope whoever's next can save the remnants 
of an America you know that what, exists you know what's before happened, Sean? Joe Biden. Sean, you know what's happened? Huh. If I can make one point, yeah. you know, I'll tell you, you know, people are waiting for a revolution. Well, you know what's happening right now? The Democrats are having a revolution on this country. Yeah. The revolution's already happened, and they're destroying. You know what it is? It's, it's uh, uh, a controlled demolition. I agree, what Mark, but, yeah. the re- but the reality is you have to understand the Civil War is cold, not hot. We don't need another hot civil war, but we should take advantage of the cold one, the ones that are separating people by their ability and their desire to be free. I understand what it's like. I spent the whole day yesterday with people I love more than anything who can't leave because of love and affection tethered to jobs, but they are excited about those relatives that do move and do get to higher ground. Because if you are going to celebrate Brandon Johnson as anything other than Lori Lightfoot, just taller with hair on his face. And uh, you're just in for more loss. That's their goal, is to lose. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, when you played that clip of that uh, communist speaking about the benefits that communist is going to bring. Hey, hey, we have a CIA head who voted and supported him. Of course, he was put there by, by Obama, another communist. Go ahead. You got to limit that because I almost drove off the road and hit a, I hit a pretty big curb laughing. But, um, you know, I think in 2024, uh, a good campaign would, would just be to take the 10 largest blue cities and compare them to the 10 largest red cities. And that would be the campaign. Like, look where blue cities are going because they're destroying themselves so much. The, the, the yeah. stats of people leaving and the stats of the businesses leaving are going to be, by the time 2024 comes around, it's going to be like a huge difference. I you don't cannot know. ignore it, it anymore. I mean, if you watch the news, they seem pretty excited that you have a communist, Brandon Johnson, a socialist as he pretends to be. But who's he really running as? He's running as what used to be a communist. I mean, I can't get enough of this. The communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the communist ticket, it is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. It is- I wonder how many moron Democrats don't know they're voting for communists. Are there, is there still anybody out there that can't see the communists are only advocating for utopia because they like government corruption, just like the city of Chicago, the county of Cook, the state of Illinois, and just name another Democrat one. They're pretty much all the same. Um, um, I get it. But uh, that's, I think, foundationally, fundamentally, and they could get into more details, um, why you see something going up um, and uh, yet you're still experiencing a surplus. Yeah, there's Newsom explaining why the once greatest state is now a communist hellhole. He's still running on free housing, non-racism, house for everybody, college for everybody. He's still running on this communist Claptrap, isn't he? It's a vote for free child care centers uh-huh. and for working mothers a six months maternity leave with Shh, full pay. Sure. It is a vote for free quality medical care, uh-huh. hospital care for all who need it. It is a vote for free college education. For- this guy was just too early. He could be either the governor of any Democrat hellhole or maybe even president. Of course, that's if you can steal enough votes. 312 642 5600. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born. In the Speaking of cold and gray, is it ever going to warm up here? Is it fracking spring or fall? Oh, please. 68 sucks. You're like a battered housewife. I think a good day is when you don't get punched in the face. Here's some uh, more reassuring news. Jim Cramer, an economic wave is about to hit that will be fantastic for investors. Well, we all know how right this idiot's been. Hurry up. Buy the bank that we're pumping and dumping. It won't get seized by the government. And it did. Silicon Valley Bank. Angela, Wisconsin. Sean, good evening. Good evening. Uh, Under communism, women will have full support of their rights, especially in sports. Yes. You know what I'm thinking about? Remember the Soviets uh, when the Russian women came? You remember how they all look like men? Remember, they all had the gray suits. And now you see the Russian women are gorgeous. They're stunning. What's in the water? But the reality is maybe it's just a communist trick. They kept trying to pass off men as women when they were the Soviets. I think you're right. I think think you've stumbled onto something, Angela. It's a communist conspiracy. They've been dressing up men as women for decades. Thank you very much. Let's remember that Target really does not exist out there. So, as I say, they're dead to me. They they were one of the first stores about four years ago who allowed men to use the dressing rooms and the bathrooms that belonged to the women. Yeah. Why do I feel I like the guy in Rain Man where I'm about to tell you Target sucks anyway? Uh, uh, where do you get your underwear, Kmart? Kmart sucks. Thank you very much, Angela. I appreciate it. Speaking of somebody who could have easily been a former Soviet female weightlifter. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. You see, what makes it funny, Squirrel, is that she has balls. You get it? All right. It's a man, baby. Exactly. Kira in Indiana, minus, this is a real woman. We don't have to flip her upside down. Hi, Kira. Sean, you know I'm Russian, and you just described what Russia has been for the past centuries. And my friends who come here say exactly that, but we have free health care. We have free education. We have free everything. <laughs> but yet they come here looking for that. Please keep playing that. That is amazing. Just have some Russian music from Dr. Zhivago, and you've just described Chicago to a deep. Can you explain this to me, Kira? Because I remember the 70s and 80s vividly. And they would show the Russian women. Remember, they had the gray house coat on. They had the hair and the babushka. And they all had mustaches. And they were all, I mean, they were terrible looking. Now you see these Russian. It's like the cover of a swimsuit edition. They're gorgeous. Yet your men, quite unattractive. They all have those ball-bearing heads and that same hairdo. What exactly is going on in the former Soviet Union? I I think, Sean, the one eyebrow look has gone out. And definitely they want women to look like women and men to be like men. I'll tell you, they're gorgeous women now, and they apparently love uh, Rootin' Tootin' Putin, who looks very good when he dances to that uh, Rasputin song, which I love so much. Thank you very much, Kara. I appreciate it. In the meantime, the money that's really being made off of the Ukrainian war. How much money? Oh, and, and by the way, we're up against the debt ceiling, but don't you worry. We're still giving money to the Ukraine. 
it's going to be fantastic. We're just missing some of the money. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia Kozitska was caught by the authorities. And don't worry, we just gave an announcement there'll be another $300 million right now. Butted up against the debt ceiling, another $300 million going to Zelensky. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by... An American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch, he says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. That's why when Donald Trump's answer to this idiot on CNN, I just want people to stop dying, that was the best answer you can give in the only right one. This Sunday, Hardy Boss. Oh, shut up, you Democrat propagandist moron. And you look like a Q-tip with that stupid hair, though. Is that at the end of the show, Square? I don't want to go out to this. It's so boring. Let's go out to a little military arms embezzlement money for Zelensky. Go, Zelensky. Where's the money? Take your girlfriend to Paris and your wife, too. Another $300 million. There's always enough money for stealing when Joe Biden's in office. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick his dentures down his throat again. Quote, my blank is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest blank in Chicago. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.